0: Welcome to the Fabric Podcast, where we explore company culture and how it scales as a company grows. Brought to you by the team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company. Each episode of Fabric will set out to uncover unique and uncommon answers to the question, how do companies of any size create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? On this episode of the podcast, our guests come from Wealth Strategies, a company who helps their clients avoid financial failure. We're joined by Ryan Kelly, Vice President, and Travis Hart, CEO. We invited them onto the show because aside from being a customer of ours, they are clear on their values and you know how we feel about company values. They share about the acronym DEEDS and how those clear values enhance business. Travis and Ryan discuss how they landed on those values, how those values have impacted business and work with clients, And they talk about tips and reasons why a company would want to take the time to get clear on their values. Enjoy the episode. Well, I'm so excited to have guests again on the podcast. Ryan, welcome to the podcast, your very first one. Yes, ma'am. And Travis, good to have you here.
1: Great to be here.
0: All right. So before we kind of dig in today, tell us a little bit about Wealth Strategies.
1: Sure. Uh, Wealth strategies. You know, we've been a firm that started in the mid '80s. Uh, we focus on working with individuals, families, and businesses with all parts of their comprehensive planning needs. Our uh, goal is really to become a resource for anything to do with their financial world. Ultimately, focusing on helping them avoiding financial failure. Uh, it's something that we we use that term when we work with our advisors and it helps get the point across, but, uh, you know, we, we bring in all the resources needed, whether they're part of our firm or, uh, some affiliation with us.
0: Yeah. I love that. Avoiding financial failure seems really, um, important and meaningful to most of us. So I love that. And now we're big on values here at the receptionist. And as our listeners know, um, And we've worked with you uh, quite a bit over these last few years. And so we've discovered some alignment with our values and yours. So share with us about your values that also make a really great acronym because we don't just love values. We love a great acronym. So tell us about that.
2: Um, Well, I'm going to I'm going to answer that. But then I'm also going to kind of defer a little bit to Travis, because he is uh, one of the originators of these acronyms. So um, one of the ideas is that we get a lot of values out there and we have a lot of different things. We can't remember what they actually stand for. So one of the ideas was come up with an acronym that everything aligned with, because it's an easier way to remember it. So one of the ways, uh, you know, when Travis was actually working and creating those, he came up with DEET. And it, it, it's an easy way to remember it because it's, you know, one, the first D is do the right thing. We truly believe that because there is no right way to do a wrong thing. We're always out there trying to do what's best. Um, We think about elevating community um, from the standpoint that we should elevate everybody that we touch. Uh, Our goal should be to leave them in a better position than what we found them, you know, per se. Um, Then we embrace teamwork, uh, not only within our office, but also when we work with the clients we're working out in the field is it, there's always a collaboration. We're trying to help everybody, you know, in a a collective manner. And then we drive improvement. We always try to solve the problem, but from a drive improvement standpoint is there's processes and everything that we have, how do we make it better? I really don't care where the idea comes from. How do we actually make them better? And there's a fun little, when I talk about that one specifically is uh, there's a, there was a little girl somewhere back on the East Coast when a semi got stuck and for 14 hours it stuck under a bridge and no one knew how to get it out. And then little girl comes by and says, just let the air out of the tires. Now, keep in mind, there was Army Corps of Engineers. There's a lot of brain power there trying to get this truck unstuck. And it was just from a little girl. So doesn't matter, drive improvement and then solve the problem. Uh, if you walk by a piece of trash, you pick it up, right? It's your job to actually do those things. Very simple, very straightforward, but it also is in a manner in which it's easily uh, repeatable because it's very simple, very straightforward.
0: Yeah, I love that, Travis. Tell us a little bit about about how you got to this final product of deeds.
1: Yeah, so it's it's interesting. You know, one of the things that we had focused on is you know what how do our values read. You know, we really looked at it more like a marketing strategy, a part of our marketing uh, system, if you will. And, you know, we went through a process and that helped us kind of go through and, and determine what values really meant or what they should mean. And once we got clarity around that, it really helped us, you know, determine what they were. And, and frankly, when, once we got there, it was clear right? So, and, and we kind of went back and forth over the course of several weeks. And uh, once we got it right now, part of it was that we did get to an acronym uh, that made it simple and easy for us to remember and, and utilize, but that, that definitely helped.
0: Yeah. We've talked a lot about how it's important to really live out your values. Kind of like you said, you don't just create it and place it somewhere or create it and forget about it. You want it to be memorable, actionable, and that people live out. So talk to us about how those values actually drive your business.
1: Well, I I think it's, you know, as I mentioned, it's, it's critical. I mean, when we went from this marketing strategy, which frankly, most of us couldn't even remember the values that we helped create. And, you know, so it wasn't until we were introduced to the entrepreneurial operating system, EOS, after reading the book Traction by Gina Wickman, uh, there were several components of the system that really resonated with us, but really the part that really honed in on values and and making sure that they were clear uh, was clearly an opportunity for us to improve. Or at least we believe that it was. And one of the key questions that we, you know, needed to figure out is is you know would we hire and fire people to those values. Because, you know, really had to start with, you know, your internal team as, and then resonate to the external, you know, consumer or customer that you deal with. And so the exercise we went through really, you know, to, to kind of determine what those, what we should be considering is we identified, you know, who was a person on the team that we felt best represented the organization or somebody that we would want to, you know, uh, duplicate and we would add more of those people to the team if we if we could and sometimes it was multiple people you know for some of us it was multiple people and we just started kind of going through this process of like describing uh, that person or those individuals and we came up with a lot of common descriptions and characteristics and and once we got to those those qualities then we realized that one we had a lot of people on the team that didn't meet those values and so when we started you know adopting you know clarifying communicating what those values were honestly it actually became very simple to you know remove some of those people who did not you know fit and as those people were removed then it made it easier to start looking for the people that did fit and that part of it made it very simple for the business to really amplify. I mean, just co- from a cultural standpoint, you know, the existing people became, they were more motivated because they saw that we were bringing on more people like them and less people that were not doing really the work that needed to be done. And I mean, just, you know, the business, I, you know, I don't know the percentage, but we definitely had uh, improved our business uh, results that year and, and every year after. And it just made it easier to also have the conversations with the next person that we're bringing onto the team that this is what we stand for. And, and, you know, Ryan, I think, does probably the best job of it with every candidate that we talk to. He's talking about our values. We all talk about our values, but he really hones in and makes sure they understand the importance of those values to our firm. And then, Now that we have those right, it makes it easier for our our team, our advisors, when working with the consumer, the client, to clarify like the stance that we take, the process we take them through is all built around those same values. And I think that really helps people kind of align and realize they're in good hands.
0: Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about how those values actually show up with the people that you do serve and your clients.
2: I I think they show up in a way that we actually... um help them live a good life for the rest of their life, right? One of the things that Travis said earlier is that our goal is to help them avoid financial failure. And I think that's in how we interact with our clients. I think, you know, that going back to what I said earlier, there's no right way to do a wrong thing. It's sort of how we put our best foot forward. Um, It's uncovering the goals, the opportunities, the needs. It's the way that we interact with our clients so that at the end of the day, they are in a better position than we originally found them. And I think that goes both ways. That goes from on our advisor perspective on how they go out to the consumer, and also the consumers that they ultimately then work with. Um, so I think it's both ways there. It's it's making sure that everybody understands they're aligned and they're a party to the delivery of our values.
0: Absolutely. I mean, we've learned it's you know it's not just about living out those values for us, but it it extends to the customers that we meet, the people we interact with. So we love that you know that we're in alignment on that. That it's not just internal. It's external, and they really do sort of feedback into each other. So, what advice can you give for companies who are still looking to create clarity around their values? We've talked about this a lot, but I'm so excited we can hear it from another perspective.
1: Yeah, I I think the, you know, the the exercise I mentioned before, you know, where you know you really like identify the person that you have, or if you don't have that person who's the person you would like to have start describing the qualities the characteristics that you really want them to have to to be so that you if you were going to replicate them you know what would that do to the firm and you know in theory that should be a great representation of what the organization wants to be like and you know that will drive your culture that will drive performance that will drive Everything that you need to focus on internally and then externally, it'll help the clients or consumer, you know, really see if you're an organization that they would like to do business with. And I'd like to think if you get the values right, every consumer would want to do business with you. And, you know, getting to a place where you know that you've got the right and or wrong person on the internal team and or the right or wrong, you know, consumer or prospect, you know, on the external side, I think is is really important. And it just, it just, it removes all the muddiness of, you know, what we should and shouldn't be doing for business. If you base it all upon your values, once you have them strong and, and they're solid, then it, it becomes
0: very simple. Now, as we discovered, and as I'm sure you have too, this takes time, right? Which is resources and energy. And I can see people saying, well, we're, we're fine." as is, right? We don't need to take the time to do this. And I think we would probably argue it is worth it. But any any thoughts for those people who maybe put up that barrier of we don't need to do that. It's 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 good enough. Or you know, encouraging them to maybe push through and actually take the time it will require to get clarity on those values?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll chime in on that piece. I definitely think the we I struggled with that frankly because when even though that resonated with me that the exercise that we went through you know we weren't using our values to hire and fire we weren't using our values really other than the marketing piece that i mentioned when we started working we actually worked with a consultant and you know she told us it was going to take a lot of time and you know our first draft at it you know initially we thought was good enough it was better than what we had and and it was on the right track but We put in we decided to put in some time and energy and it it ended up taking more time than we expected uh, because we just never felt like it was exactly right. And then once it did, we just knew. And the the but the payoff is so significant that I it doesn't matter if it takes you two weeks or two years, the payoff will be, you know, tenfold. I mean, you you will see improved results, improved culture, you know, hands down. I mean. You know, Ryan and I both have watched that occur inside of our firm uh, from a from a pretty pretty significant standpoint. And, but it, it's it's worth whatever time it takes to get it right, and don't stop until you know that you have it right.
0: Yeah, Ryan, anything else you want to add from your perspective going through this process?
2: Wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> it's it's just you know, culture is what you know. Your values are very very important, and they help drive and build your culture. And in in many instances, culture is probably one of the most difficult things to build, but it's also one of the easiest things to tear down. So it's, you know, to Travis's point, you know, don't stop till you get it right until you know, you feel that it's
0: right. It's extremely important. Yeah. I love that. We've had many episodes where, you know, one of our team members will say something and then the other says, just what you did. Well, I echo that, right? And I think that's, again, really having some clarity and consistency with your values and your company culture. So I wouldn't expect that you had a very different (laughs) response. Now I want to shift gears just slightly. Um, You have been a customer of ours for a while. So can you just talk to us a little bit about how the receptionist for iPad fits into your day-to-day?
2: It's been really good optimization, you know, from the standpoint of we moved, uh, geez, it was almost two years ago or 18 months ago, we moved from the third floor to the fourth floor, but it was a dramatic change to, we can now optimize. We no longer have anybody sitting at the front desk Uh, from a check-in standpoint from the ability to let people know that someone's here and that we can all sort of tag team, right? It doesn't have to be one person dedicated to it. It's really helped us from um, sort of streamlining and an optimization standpoint of, of running the office and, and those type of things.
1: And I think the kind of the, the benefit that we didn't, you know, engage with receptionists for was the, you know, the check-in for our existing staff from a You know, all the protocols around COVID and and everything that's going on in today's marketplace, it really has been helpful. Uh, Frankly, you know, we're very fortunate to have not had too many people impacted by it, but we have had some. And to be able to use the system to know who was there and who wasn't and, you know, all of that, that certainly has been um, a great value add that we didn't really anticipate when, you know, initially engaging with receptionists.
0: Yeah, well, I'm gonna go as far as to say we helped drive improvement and solve a problem that you didn't even necessarily know that you had.
1: Absolutely. So
0: we are in alignment. Well
2: said, well said.
0: Thank you. So to bring that back around to our final question for the day, any final thoughts for our listeners on why having clear values are so critical? You've said it, you've said it really well, but any final thoughts you really want our listeners to take away today?
1: Yeah, I'll just, I'll reiterate. I mean, really it's, when you get them right, it's a game changer. And while sometimes the impact can be immediate, other times it's certainly delayed, but don't go into this process of, of, re- of determining what your values should be without really being willing to invest the time and energy to really implement, communicate and, and, and exemplify those values. And cause I think all of those things combined are critical to the success of the values being right. I, you know, one thing I would I would really encourage you to do in that exercise is if you know if you go through the process and you you know you identify and describe this ideal person and you build your values around that, go through then and, and assess your current team and determine if they where they fit on that chart. Are they are they a you know, consistently meet all the values, or for the most part, they meet the values, or there's some that don't. And if you find people that don't meet the values and you're questioning whether you're willing to make that decision, either A, you don't have your values right, or B, you don't have the right person. And sometimes you just have to be willing to to own that, but you have to be committed to leveraging what you've built.
0: Ryan, I'm sure you're going to echo that, but anything else you want to add to that? I concur. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you both for sharing. I mean, again, it's clear that we are in alignment in a lot of ways. And so we love having people on who also have really clear values and live those out and hear what's been going on from your perspective. So Travis, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And Ryan, thank you so much for um, being on the Fabric podcast as your very first podcast.
2: I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to the next one.
0: Awesome. Thank you again to Ryan Kelly and Travis Hart from Wealth Strategies. If you'd like to watch a recording of today's episode, please visit us at thereceptionist.com.